0: Thank you very much. So if you'd like to put yourself on mute, that would be fantastic. Thank you, everyone. And good morning. It's great to see you all. So a few quick notices and then we'll launch into what we're doing today. that would be brilliant. So our latest Onwards is out today. Uh, I delivered some copies on Friday, of course, and those that don't get a paper copy might get one today because we're not getting a Tuesday email. Uh, they might come today, might be tomorrow. But there's a paper copy and it's One Chronicles, San Marino, all sorts of things. And a lovely photo on the front as well. So, yeah, hopefully today or tomorrow you'll get some sort of digital copy there. House group meeting tomorrow on Zoom at 8.15. Uh, taking communion next Sunday. So if you want to have your elements ready for next Sunday, I'll give people a reminder during the week as well. But communion next week. Maggie's been in touch with Zainab this week uh, with an email. And Zainab wants to say, Hello to everybody. So I'm sure uh, people remember Zainab very well and uh, many of us will still be praying for us, so that's brilliant. Uh, I had something else that I found out this week. Uh, A gospel hall in rugby contacted me and they say they're having a gospel meeting every Sunday on Zoom at six o'clock and can we pray for them? So if you want to know more details about this gospel hall in Rugby, and they're having regular gospel meetings on Zoom every Sunday at six o'clock. Let me know, and I can tell you who they are, where they are, and anything else about them that you want to know, and give you some links so you can watch it as well if you want to. And there's recordings of previous things they've done as well. Uh, breakout rooms at the end, so if you want to stop and chat, if you're able to, that'll be really good indeed. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to sing a great hymn that we haven't sung for a long time. So let's pray and say thank you, Lord, for being with us. So, Lord, we do thank you that you are with us. We do turn our hearts and turn our eyes towards you and say, Lord, you are the one we love. We want to uh, ponder and dwell in your presence this morning, Lord. So as we put you first and think about you, Lord, come and meet with us and help us to glorify you with all our hearts. Amen. So let's sing together. Be thou my vision.
1: Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning not through anything we have done, but because Jesus' sacrifice has torn the veil in two so that we can approach your holy throne without fear. Thank you for your amazing love for us that wants a close relationship. God, You are in everything and above everything, and you know exactly what is going on in each of our lives. You know what happened yesterday and last week, and you know what is coming tomorrow and next week. Help us to trust in all this, that you know best. Help us to recall the answers to prayer that we have seen and know you are faithful. Help us to hear your promptings as we live each day, to seek you in all that we do and choose to follow your ways. Father, Daddy, we are sad about the effects of the pandemic. We are sad when we hear about people dying and about all the workers in our NHS who are exhausted by all the extra work it has caused. are saddened when we hear about relationships struggling because of people being trapped in their houses. Please be with our leaders as they make decisions. Help them to make wise choices. Help our leaders to work together for solutions and not to waste their energy on fruitless arguments. Help each one of us to be good influencers and encouragers in the places you have put us. May your people in this nation have an impact on society that is good and righteous and demonstrates your love. We pray for NCF. God, we ask that you help us to continue to grow up in you. Help us to encourage each other and make every effort to keep reading the Bible, to think about what we are reading, and to learn more about you. May each of us continue to do our part, not to try and be someone else, but to be the people you have created us to be, so that together in NCF, we make a whole body that glorifies you. Please give John wisdom and understanding insight and courage, as he leads us, looks after us, and takes on responsibility for our church. We pray that NCF will be an influence on the estate, that local people will be affected by our presence there. We pray for all of Nuneaton, that you will strengthen the churches that honour you, and grow deeper relationships between all the leaders. We pray for unity to be displayed to the people of Nuneaton. Most of all, we pray that you will cause more people to want to know you, to experience your forgiveness and restoration, and turn around and follow you. May we be ready for anyone who might ask us about you. And in the meantime, may we so live our lives that we demonstrate your love. May our faces shine like Moses did because we take time to be in your presence. Thank you, God, for the seasons we see, for all the beautiful spring flowers which make us think of hope and new life. Thank you for the vaccinations that are being carried out that give us hope. God, we miss being able to hug each other. We miss being able to sing and worship together in the same place. Help us to see that you are still working. You are still sovereign. You are still seated on your throne. We are confident of this, God, that he who began a good work in us will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Help us not to forget Other people around the world, Lord, who are struggling, not just from Covid and all the things that are going on with that, but from persecution because they love you. Help us not to just focus on ourselves. Now, may the Lord make our love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else. May he strengthen our hearts so that we will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all the holy ones. Amen.
0: Thank you for you. So let's sing together.
2: by the I am in my Father's house, there's a place for me, I'm a child of God, yes I am, I am chosen, not forsaken, I am Not against me. I am who you say I am. I am chosen. i forsaken. Ball. Oh.
3: 12 to 28. Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard amongst you, who care for you in the Lord and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard and love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened, help the weak and be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. Reject every kind of evil. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. Brothers and sisters, pray for us. Greet all God's people with a holy kiss. I charge you before the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers and sisters. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.
0: Thank you very much indeed. That's great. We're looking at the end of Paul's first letter to his friends in Thessalonica. I think he's probably getting near to the end of the plain scroll he'd bought from these local W.H. Smiths. But he's still got plenty to say. So it looks like he's using bullet points, although I don't think he'd call them bullet points because they hadn't been invented by then. So he perhaps called them arrow points just to get over his, what he wants to say in the little space that he has left. It means... Urgent action needs to be taken. Urgent action is required. And we're going to look at one of them now, and then we'll look at three more in the second mini talk a little bit later. Now, it's not like it today, but on a really hot day, there's nothing I like better than a cold drink of water. I can see some of you are just thinking, well, Yeah, I know what you mean, but it's not water for me, but, but I can't think about what you're thinking just there, but maybe some other sort of drink. But for me, it's just, oh, lovely. It's so refreshing. A lovely cold drink of water. I like it very much. You might prefer something else, as I say, but cold water quenches my thirst and it makes me come alive again. I feel great. Quenching your thirst is definitely a good thing, isn't it? But Paul wrote to the church at Thessalonica, do not quench the spirit. That type of quenching is really bad. The Greek word, sebenoumai, I extinguish, quench, stifle, or suppress. There's several fire extinguishers at church in our building on Pallet Drive. And when they're working properly, and they should because there's a person that comes every year to see them, make sure they are working. If there's a small fire, it's really easy to use them if you know what you're doing and put the fire out. Have you ever met people like that? You're all kind of excited for God and you're just feeling, yeah, life is wonderful. And they come along and sort of dampen down, shall we say, what you're thinking about God, how you're feeling and what you want to do. No, nah, that can't work. We did that years ago. No, nah, don't do it like that. That's not the way to pray. You didn't say amen at the end or in the name of Jesus. You know, there's, I've met a few people like that. And sometimes people like that that can extinguish our love for God. But, you know, sometimes we can extinguish our quench, our thirst for God ourselves. We can quench the Holy Spirit ourselves. Remember, Paul is writing several short commands that need urgent attention. 1 Thessalonians 5.19, but in the Amplified Bible, says this. Do not be unresponsive to the working and guidance of the Holy Spirit. So how can it be possible to quench and to be unresponsive to the Holy Spirit? You know the word I'm going to say, but I'll say it anyway. Sin. When we sin, we quench what God is doing in our lives. When we sin, we become less responsive to God because we're more concerned with ourselves than with God or other people. It might be that fear might quench the Holy Spirit. It might be scared of what God might do if we let God be God. I wonder what could happen in the Neaton if many people just forgot about all of that and said, Lord, be Lord, be God in my life. Do what you want. I wonder what happened in the town. But perhaps we prefer to keep things the way they are. We don't want God surprising us. We don't want God's change in us and it's easy to shy away from things we're not used to but doing that certainly quenches the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Some of you might have read a book by Oswald Chambers. Well really it wasn't by him it was by his wife weren't it but if you know the background. Here's my copy I've had it since 1995 and there's albums that came out at the same time you might have had them I don't know but It's a series of devotions by this man who died just over 100 years ago and he says something brilliant. It's on the 13th of August. I'm going to read what it says for the 13th of August. The voice of the Spirit of God is as gentle as a summer breeze, so gentle that unless you are living in complete fellowship and oneness with God, you will never hear it. The sense of warning and restraint that the spirit gives comes to us in the most amazingly gentle ways. And if you are not sensitive enough to detect his voice, you will quench it and your spiritual life will be impaired. This sense of restraint will always come as a still small voice, so faint that no one except a saint of God will notice it. I don't want to be too busy to not listen to that still small voice. But being honest, I know I am sometimes. and I need God to give me a big big shaking, and a big loud voice sometimes just to remind me what he's calling me to do. Maybe you're the same. But let's listen out for that still small voice saying, Lord, speak to me in the stillness. I don't want to quench what you want to do in my life. A few minutes ago, we sang, Be Thou My Vision. And it's full of pictorial language about God being all we need. He is. And I want him to be more like that in my life. Perhaps you do too. We actively need to do the opposite of quenching God. Now about 18 years ago I lived in a house for a few months that had an open fire with coal and everything like that and I was getting pretty good by the time we left at making this fire start and it was it was all right I was getting the knack quite nicely but I knew that if I just left it it would just die down every so often I'd get this big poker and poke it around And make the the flames come alive again. I didn't always have to add more, more fuel to it. But I had to have a poke. What are you doing in your life? To stoke up the Lord in your life? Or are you just now and again poking around and maybe once a week we're meeting like this and you feel that's enough? But it's not, is it? The other week, someone was saying that they just felt they had to join the house group because the Lord wanted, they wanted more from the Lord. I thought, fantastic. Lord, I want to be more like that person, really desiring more from you. That's fantastic when people will say things like that. What regular habits do you have in your life that stoke up the fire of God in you? Do you pray in tongues at home? Do you use technology to help you? All these things are great and are really useful to help us as Jesus' disciples. Are you quenching the work of God in your life purely through neglect? You don't fan into flame. Remember, that's what Paul said to Timothy. Fan into flame the gifts that you have. We have to do the poking, don't we, ourselves? We know these verses from Hebrews 12 very well. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. Throwing things off that don't matter, throwing things off that inhibit us. That's what we need to be doing regularly, prayerfully. Paul's bullet points, remember, mean take urgent action. We need to let God control us. We need to give up our preconceived ideas about what God might want to do through us collectively and individually. We need to let God set the agenda, both in our lives and in the lives of others as well. Today is the day to let God take control. And now is the time to do that. So we're going to sing a couple of songs, a couple of prayer songs saying, Lord, take control. Do something in our lives. Do something that you will be glorified through. So let's sing these songs together. first one will be a video. Beautiful Lord, take me and mould me. Your glory fall let your glory fall in
2: this room let, let it go, go forth from here to, here to the nations. nations let your fragrance rest in this place as we gather to see your face let your glory fall in these rooms let the glory Let it go forth from here to the nations. Let your fragrance rest in this place. As we gather to seek your face, Father of creation. Father of creation. Let your fragrance rest in these ways as we gather to seek your face. Let Let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Oh, Glory for in this
0: room. Let it
2: go forth from here to the nations. Let your fragrance rest in this place as we gather.
0: So let's just pray just for a moment, we don't need to take ourselves off mute, but let the glory and God's fragrance rest on us, let our faces be bright. Yes, Lord, let your glory fall. Wow, what a prayer that is. But Lord, let your fragrance rest. Help us, Lord, to do our part in what you want to achieve in Nuneaton or wherever we go. Let people see that we smell differently because we've been in your presence, Lord. Amen. So we've already looked at one of Paul's closing bullet points. Do not quench the Holy Spirit. Remember, all of these points mean that urgent action is needed. We're going to look at three other bullet points now. Urgent action, just to let you know, might be necessary with these two. What do you do? If your plans don't work out? That's rhetorical, just have a think about it. What if plan A, plan B and plan C don't happen? How do you feel about that? Okay let's make it worse. I knew you'd be uh, wanting me to do that. What if plans D to H don't work either? If they don't occur, Oh, you spent so much time thinking about them, so much effort, researching, so much time getting ready to do things. But they don't happen. That's what's been happening in the last 11 months. I don't know why I'm smiling, but, but that is what's been happening in the last 11 months. How many plans have you had that just have gone by the by and we've had to make new plans? It's no exaggeration, because I've heard some preachers exaggerate, but this is no exaggeration that we've all had to adapt our particular normals this last few months, haven't we, to cope with the virus and to carry out the various restrictions that the government tells us to do. Our plans, some of them we might be able to use in the future, but some of them are just gone, done. We can't do them. Now, next week, we'll be looking in plenty more depth at the background of Paul's two epistles to his friends in the Greek city of Thessalonica. But here's a very brief reminder. It's not going to take long. Paul went on a long journey with some friends to tell as many people as possible that God is alive and to prove it in words and actions. People got saved from going to hell. But the religious and civic authorities didn't like what was going on and so they persecuted Paul and his friends and the new converts. That's what's been going on isn't it? These people who had recently found faith in Jesus had until then been minding their own business and had stuck to the conventions of what society had told them to do. They would have had plans for their lives and plans for their children and their siblings and plans for friends. When they met Jesus, all of that changed. When we make Jesus Lord of our lives, then things change dramatically in our lives too. The Thessalonian Christians' plans were having to change now because something new was happening to them, something they were not in control of. Does that ring any bells? Living through the real danger of persecution for that, for those Thessalonian Christians and bullying and mistreatment and all sorts of things. In that, Paul didn't say to his friends, keep your heads down for a couple of years. Just let your faith simmer and generally relax. And as the danger is over, you can reignite what you want to do with God. It's all right. Go back to your old way of living for a little while. It'll be easier for you. Then when the persecution and the trouble's over, just pray and God will restore you. Oh, Come on, what a load of nonsense. Paul didn't say that at all, did he? You know what he said. We've heard it read to us already. This is in persecution. Remember, this is in times when the Thessalonians weren't in control of what they wanted to be in control of. This is what Paul says to them. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. The International Standard Version puts it like this. Always be joyful. Continually be prayerful. In everything, be thankful, because this is God's will for you in the Messiah Jesus. Now, I've taken the liberty of changing the order of some syllables. Always be full of joy. Always be full of prayer. Always be full of thanks. Did anyone tell you that following Jesus was going to be easy? It's not, is it? We are commanded to be joyful, full of joy, to be prayerful full of prayer, to be thankful, full of thanks, even when difficulties arise. Remember, the Thessalonians weren't living on a beautiful tropical island, having a church away weekend, and everything was wonderful. Persecution was there, and yet Paul insists in his bullet points, rejoice, pray, give thanks. What words do you say that are clearly showing that you're rejoicing? Perhaps the words you often use show that you're not rejoicing. How do you regularly and openly express your thankfulness to God? Are you taking delight in what God has already given you? It's our attitude, isn't it, that Paul is commanding us to think about. Somehow, God makes it possible for us to be joyful, prayerful and thankful. Remember, these are urgent bullet points that Paul is giving his friends. Paul doesn't encourage the Thessalonians and all of us to do less when the going gets tough he's not saying it's f- fine to slacken off and relax just like the writer to the hebrew says sh- take off the things that don't help you focus on jesus give jesus a hundred percent don't do things that take away your energy and take away your time for following jesus put him first If a hobby is most important to you in in your life, people will know about it. If friends and family are most important to you and people notice, they'll just say, oh, yeah, so and so really are thankful for their friends and family. It's the same with God, isn't it? If we are truly putting God at the centre, at the forefront, at the beginning of everything in our lives, people know. We'll smell differently. We'll look differently. Just like Fiona prayed about Moses and his face. We will look differently. Putting God first matters. And in comparison, nothing else matters. We can't make excuses like some people made excuses to Jesus. We can't say when the pandemic's over, I'll give more of my time to you, God. But I'm just a bit busy at the moment. When I get married... Or when I've been married five years, or got a new home, then that'll be different, Lord. Or when I'm not ill, or when uh, when I sort of retire, or when I've got a new job, or when I move home. We can't say these things. We need to give a hundred percent to God. But oh no, I can see you perspiring, or some of you, and that's not the heat. It's just you thinking. Oh, John, you're putting a bird on us. What are you saying these things for? Can't you just give us something nice and happy to think about today? You're expecting me to be full of good stuff and to be overflowing with good stuff as well. Do you know, it's our responsibility to make the grounds of our lives so beautiful and well kept that when God comes and does part, his part, then things flourish. It's up to us to do our part. Some of you might have heard of Alec Matthias, And uh, I've got this psalms translation that he did. It's a devotional book. And I'm going to read Psalm 23. He was a uh, Irish theologian and uh, did a lot of work in England. But he died about five years ago, this chap. So I'm going to read Psalm 23. And it just reminds me. That even though life can be terrible, and let me say, life's not always been a, a barrel of fun for me. I've had periods of my life, not days, but months, when it's not been joyful. It's not been, oh, life is great. Pain was the most, sort of the thing that gripped me the most. But God brought me through. God cherishes us. What did Fiona say earlier? God wants a close relationship with us. I made notes of what Fiona said and other people say because I thought, yeah, God wants a close relationship with us. So listen out for what Psalm 23 is. Remember, God wants a close relationship. Yahweh is my shepherd. I will not lack. In pastures of fresh grass, he makes me lie. Beside secure waters, he guides me. He restores my soul. He leads me along tracks of righteousness for the sake of his name. Even when I'm walking in the valley of deadly shadows, I do not fear evil because you are ever with me. Your rod and your staff reassure me. You lay a table before me In front of my adversaries, you have refreshed my head with oil. My cup is more than full. But indeed, good and committed love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will return to Yahweh's house forever. Our goal is to put God first. Our goal is to say, Potter, come and use me. Come and do something new in my lives. We don't have to be stuck in the way we are, even though it's a pandemic at the moment. We can say, Lord, I want to put you at the centre of my life. We can all do that. We should all do that. So, Lord, we thank you for your word to be rejoicing, to be praying, to be thankful, and to not quench your Holy Spirit. And we pray, Lord, that today you will come and help us, help us, Lord, to have our our grounds well dug over, to have these regular habits of prayer and fasting and praying and, and listening to you. Help us, Lord, to be your people, ready to do what you want us to do. We ask it in your name. Amen,
4: Amen. There
0: is strength within the soul. No a few moments in prayer then now you don't need to take yourself off mute but what i want you to do either out loud or just in your head if that's easier just pick two people that you can see on the screen or if it's margaret and jill that i'm on can't see anyone just think of someone at church at ncf that you just think yeah i really want to pray for them now it doesn't matter who they are but just pray for someone now so we're not praying for ourselves but we're saying lord help our lives to be ready for you to come and use us so that we can be thankful, prayerful and joyful and not quench you. So let's just pray for maybe a minute, just the two people that you can see or that are really dear to you.
2: Father, we thank you for the Neaton Christian Fellowship. Lord, we bless John and Jill as they lead us. Lord, I'm only a guest, but I'm still your child. And Lord, I pray for the Neaton Christian Fellowship to glow and flourish. Lord, to increase in number, in size. Let's get more and more people saved, not only in the Neaton, Lord, but all around the place. Lord, bring your people home, in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: so yes thank you lord that you are with us and for our friends and our family for ourselves lord we say come and do something new in our lives even at these times of things when we don't expect unnatural things when lots of things have closed down in society Lord, we thank you that you haven't closed down. You are on your throne. There's another quote from earlier. You are still Lord. You are in charge. You're in charge of us. So Lord, come and have your way amongst us, we pray. Those that are here today and those that sometimes come or often come, Lord, have your way in our lives. Amen. 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 Thank you. We're going to sing one more song together then before we have some breakout rooms. And we've sung it a couple of times, uh, even recently. So we're going to sing, be still and know that I am God, I will be glorified and praised in all the earth. If anyone wants to do a solo air guitar near the end, that's brilliant. I can't see everyone, but solo air guitars, fantastic.
2: still and know that I am God. I will be glorified and praised in all the earth. For my great name I will be proud. And I can never be resisted, never be undone a never lacking power to glorify my the gates of hell are falling and the church is coming forth my name will be exalted in the earth be still and know that I am God. I have pulled out my that cries for holy rain Shall be inheriting her promises And dancing like a child Mm -hmm. A holy mountain delish Shall bless the barren hearts And those who sat in silence Shall be up and shall be heard my name shall be exalted in the earth. Be still and know that I am God. My son has asked me for the nations of the world. His brink blood has made a way for all. Multitudes of India and Africa to come, the Middle East will find its peace through Jesus Christ, my son. From London down to Cape Town, from LA to Beijing, my son shall reign, the undisputed king. My son shall reign
0: my
3: son shall reign the, the undisputed king God thank you that nothing and no one can change that you do reign the undisputed king of the whole earth that includes everything that we have seen in this past week. It includes everything that we are yet to see in this coming week. It includes everything that we know and everything that we don't know. God, you reign. We declare your majesty. We declare your glory. We say, Lord, will you show your majesty and your glory in our lives through us and across the whole world. We ask it in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you, everyone. It's great to see you today. So if you want to stay uh, and have a chat with some people and catch up with some news, brilliant. You're very welcome. If you need to go, there's a way you can go. That would be lovely. It would be great to see you again it's, uh, pretty soon. But if you need to go, it would be great to see you. But if-